Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with the Oxys. The Oxys have released Generation Irrelevant, an album that defines the Oxys. It has amazing sound and amazing songwriting. And here is my interview with the Oxys. Hello, my friend. Hi, how are you doing? Doing great. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, sure. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I wanted to ask you, uh, how did the recording process go for this album? The recording process was, uh, we, the Oxys, we have our own, uh, our own, you know, kind of template for how, how we record things. Um, and it always goes super fast. Basically, I, um, I track all, all my guitars in the bass at my house and I only keep the direct tracks from those sessions and then I take those into the studio we reamp the bass and the guitars and then we have the drummer come in and he plays along to all the songs and then the singer comes in and puts final touches on it and then we do background vocals I take all those tracks home from the studio and I mix them at home and then I send them over to uh jack at enormous store and he finishes it off but it's it's a it's a real quick process for us i wanted to ask you if you could speak on the title track and the track i feel nothing those are my two favorite tracks on the album <laughs> okay uh as far as generation relevant um I don't know. I, I wrote that song. I had a, a concept for it. Um, and I had written the choruses for it and, and all the music and I sent it to Phil and he put some verses to it. Uh, I feel nothing was just a demo. I had, I had handed it off to our singer and he came up with words for it and, and sent it back to me. And I want to ask, was there any track that was harder than the rest to lay down? Uh, not really. They're all about the same. And as far as the album artwork and the artists involved, um, who was involved in the artwork? So a Alex Hagen does our cover art for us. Um, Alex is the singer in a band from Baltimore called The Ravagers, and he's also a graphic designer. Um, he's done our work for me for, for years and I like what he does. So I just, you know, I send it over to him, give him the concept of the record. And then, then he usually sends me back something. I, I love what he did with this one. Absolutely. I did as well. And, uh, what can fans look for next? What's the next step for the Oxys? Well, we're currently promoting this record. Uh, we have some shows coming up. We're in Austin here this coming weekend on Saturday at the 13th floor uh, doing a record release show with some other bands, um, Pussy Gillette, Mean Mistreater, and Fools. Then the weekend after that, we're at the Mohawk in Austin with Starving Wolves. 
and then we're playing with fear in September. Um, aside from those shows, we'll, we'll probably add more shows here and there, but uh, I'm currently tracking the third record right now. Wow. I also wanted to ask you if you could take me back in time and give me a band history lesson. How did the Oxys become a reality? Uh, it's basically uh, during the pandemic. I, I would, you know, for for the last several years, I had been writing songs um, and playing in some other bands, and uh, I, I did an event in Austin right before the pandemic. They call it they call it punk rock lottery. I don't even know if they're still doing it anymore, but it was big for a while. They just basically musicians come in. We all throw our names in a hat. They draw names out of hats. They put together bands. Then those bands have a month to put together a set. Then you come back to the club. You perform them. They have judges and all this jazz. And um, anyway, I got paired in that. I got paired with the the singer and the oxies. And I had given him some songs. And I really liked uh, the vocals that he he laid down. Uh, so we just started recording tracks and then the next thing you know I mean we we had plenty of material for a record so our intent was just to put out a record you know during the pandemic and uh, then the project seemed to start kind of growing wings and taking off a little bit so we went ahead and did a second record and now here we are just continually writing songs <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask if you could speak on your personal musical development. At what age did you begin your journey? Uh, so I got into music at a super young age. I had, you know, music enthusiasts in my family. And um, I had an uncle who turned me on at a very young age to a lot of 70s classic rock. Um, so when I, when I was five, six years old, um, I, I was really into the band Kiss at the time. Me and my, uh, siblings used to dress up like Kiss and things like that. So I, I would say it, it took off there, you know, in, in terms of, uh, me becoming influenced by, by different kinds of music. Um, but it, it definitely started off, you know, with classic rock and, uh, you know, then then progressed to, to you know, punk rock and, and, you know, 80s, 80s pop was really big when I was a kid. So, yeah, I, I, I tend to, my musical tastes tend to be all across the board. I mean, I'm in a pretty wide, wide variety of music. And at what age did you pick up the guitar? Um, you know, probably about 10 or 11. Uh, my great-grandfather played uh, fiddle and, and bluegrass axe, and he used to give me guitars when I was a kid. So, I, you know, I started actively, picked up a guitar and started playing, probably, you know, probably 10, 11. Really started getting into it at 12, 13. And uh, along that journey, what has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way? 
the best advice, you know, I probably didn't take the best advice I was given. Uh, I don't know. My, my father always told me to put my guitar down and go to school and be an attorney or a doctor. That would have probably been the best advice, but I, uh, I sidestepped it. Well, I think you made a great choice. Um, you released an excellent album. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. When you're not working with music, do you have any hobbies beyond music that you enjoy in your spare time? Um, no, I mean, not really. Uh, music is music is pretty much it for me. I mean, I, I spend a lot of my my spare time. You know, that that's what I do. Either, you know, buying new equipment and playing with it or or sitting down and actually writing music. That's that's really where I'm at right now. I don't I don't spend much time uh, outside. Yeah, I, I don't I just don't spend much time doing anything else. This this band has kept me super busy. And as far as the band is concerned, um, what's the best way to get merchandise and a physical copy of this album? Um, you can either go to our labels page, Deadbeat Records, and you can order our, our record there. Or we do have a Bandcamp page as well that uh, you can get all our merchandise at. Those are the two best ways. And lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Uh, my, my main message would be support the bands, you know, buy their merchandise, buy their records and stuff. Stop freeloading off the social platforms because uh, it's not sustainable for bands. They don't, they don't get paid that way, and it makes it really difficult um but you know buying physical copies of our, our music allows us to do a lot of things uh like tour for example uh we need money to tour and in in the climate right now in this country it's super difficult for bands to tour because of the cost of everything so that would be my message for people is is buy the physical copies of of the records if you want to support the artists Absolutely, I agree as well because uh, nobody's getting rich off of Spotify hits. No, no, not at all. It's it's pretty aggravating, you know, when you get a twenty three cent check in the mail after you get you know several thousand plays. Sure, and uh, you know, and there's no better thing to do than to get out and go see a band live because the live is the ultimate experience. Listening to albums is a great thing, but it's another thing totally. Go see your favorite band live. Yeah, abs absolutely. Supporting bands live and, and, and buying the physical copies of their music is the most helpful things people can do for us so we can keep creating. Well, I wanted to thank you, my friend, for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And you enjoy the rest of your day, my friend. All right. You too. Thanks, Robert. All right. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. 
Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.